Before we get started with this episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, I want to talk to you about Thrive Fantasy. They're a prop betting DFS site. They have them for each slate, different prop bets, and they've introduced golf. It's absolutely awesome. You pick five picks plus two ice picks, round-by-round round prop bets, and they have another Thursday free, well, free roll over there at Thrive Fantasy. It's in your app store. Search Thrive Fantasy. It's absolutely awesome. When you make your first deposit, use promo code SPORTSDGENS. If you deposit $10 or more, and you use promo code SPORTSDGENS, all lowercase, you get a free $10. They'll give you $10 to play wherever you want for any sports. Football's coming up. It's awesome. They have baseball daily, which is great. They have basketball, the works. And like I said, they just introduced golf. It's really, really cool. It's like, hey, over under, DJ shoots 66 and a half. If it's like a favored play, you get less points. If it's a dog type play, you get more points. Awesome way to play prop bets on the daily. So go check it out. Use Sports Degens for a free $10 when you make your first deposit at Thrive Fantasy. Also, if you can rating and review on iTunes, we'd much appreciate it. It would help the podcast out a lot. And also go check out FanshareSports.com. They've been a good friend of the podcast for a long, long time. Use promo code ALWAYSPRESS for 20% off an NFL or PGA package of your choice by using pro- promo code ALWAYSPRESS, all one word, all lowercase. So go check them out, FanshareSports.com. And also, if you if you sign up before August 31st is over, you get the NFL Early Bird Special for $99.99. FanshareSports.com, promo code ALWAYSPRESSING. Welcome to the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2019 Wyndham Classic. Play. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, previewing the 2019 Wyndham Championship, the last event before the FedEx Cup playoffs, the three-event playoffs. It's almost over. In order to break this one down, my co-host, as always, you can find them on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing? Doing well. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just another weekend in the books. Another uh, Brooks just letting everybody know who's who's in charge these days around the golf course. Uh, pretty damn impressive at the WGC. There could be, there's lots of complaints about the overall deal or whatever, but uh, what, what Brooks Kepka did yet again was uh, pretty damn impressive. For sure, man. The dude just can turn it on at any time, apparently. Yeah, I was just I watched a, a good amount of his Saturday, parts of his Sunday. I watched a lot of the highlights last night. The dude just he's aggressive, even in the lead. He's just throwing darts. He's going over water. He's not playing safe. He's um I think it was Saturday. No one I saw someone tweet out, no one at that course, TPC Memphis or whatever it was called again, hasn't uh he's Southwind or whatever, hasn't um got eighteen of eighteen greens in regulation since like two thousand seven. On the eighteenth hole on Saturday, he had to run one because he was under the tree, it gets up to the green and just falls off the side. Like he almost went 18 of 18. He's just so locked in. It's stupid right now. <laughs> I saw I saw he made like I think it was eighty eight percent of putts within ten feet. It's just it's dumb. Yeah, if you can do that, that's uh it's hard to beat. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So he did his thing, Rory, everybody talking crap because you know Sunday he didn't do it again, but I, I just let that one go. I thought he was pretty damn impressive. Webb Simpson looked great. We'll talk about him a lot today. Um, there were some pretty good showings there uh, at the uh, WGC, but the Barracuda, Colin Morikawa, another one of the young studs. He's been like top three, I think like two out of the last three weeks or something, top four. Now he goes and wins the damn thing, and he wins it in great fashion. Like big boy shots towards the end, makes a birdie on 18 to make Merritt have to eagle it to force a playoff. Uh, it was awesome. These guys just keep doing it, Jesse. Yeah, he was. he's top four in his last event. So first, fourth, and second in his last three starts, but <laughs> – I mean, fuck, dude. You come out fresh out of the – basically out of college, and these guys, you know, him and Wolf, already have their first wins. I mean, it's I know it's weaker fields and stuff like that, but either way, I mean, that's – I mean, I, it's hard to describe how difficult it is to win on the PGA Tour, let alone that quickly. Yeah. It's hard to win in, like, any golf tournament. Like, you did very, very well this weekend. You don't have to talk about it unless you want to. But, um, like, you, you, you did very, very well in your tournament – but how many times have you played in tournaments to see how hard it is to win? These guys just walk out there and it's just like, yep, we're good. I'm not going to lie. Like, so, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with putting demons, especially on Sundays. And, uh, and you know, I'm not playing for 
hundreds of thousands or a million dollars, you know, um, on a set of fucking golf clubs this past weekend. Uh, but <laughs> that's, you know, that's what golf is. Like it's the pressure can do funny things to you. Um, and when I made the last putt on 18 on Sunday, there was just a huge sigh of relief, you know, that I actually did something on a Sunday. And, uh, so I can only imagine what the pressure is like for these guys. And they're like so young. I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe they don't, you know, they're used to the pressure. They've been playing this kind of golf since they were 13, 14 years old and have gotten used to it. And, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect them as much as, you know, somebody else, uh, who's maybe not played as much or whatever. Um, but either way, it's damn impressive what him and Wolf have done. Even Hovland, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. hasn't won yet, but still played really well uh, so far. So, yeah, man, uh, it was a uh, it was quite the weekend there. Um, yeah, and Hovland, Hovland's back this weekend, which will be nice. Morikawa's there. We'll get to him and DK. His price got quite bumped this week. Um, <laughs> and the, the thing with Hovland, I, I, I was reading somewhere this morning, I believe. He's only finished one tournament over par, and that was the U.S. Open at plus one. That is how well this man plays. So, like, when you say people might use the argument about, uh, you know, not great fields, I, like, I don't think it really matters. We've seen Hovland con- contend well. Uh, these kids are, are damn good. I'm with you there. It's it's impressive to see. It's going to be a fun swing season because I think these guys are going to play a lot. Uh, like that's where we saw Cam Champ last year, and Cam Champ kind of disappeared. Where He's one of the lowest-priced guys this week at the Wyndham, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were looking forward to the year of the champ, and now it's Hovland and Wolf and Morikawa, and there's a bunch of these young studs. So it's going to be yeah, awesome. I'm actually, here. I'm actually looking forward to this kind of false. Like everyone's kind of bummed about the schedule change. I think there's some fun tournaments where these guys are going to put on a show. And I think it's going to be really entertaining. The DK pricing is going to be out of whack. I'm not going to argue that one, but uh, I think there'll be some fun golf tournaments, and they're kind of be what they're meant to be. So if the big boys aren't there, it's not supposed to be super difficult. Just let these guys go have some fun, and I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But all right, let's get to it. The last event of the regular season, the Wyndham Championship, 156 golfers, T70 and ties. Take it to the weekend. This is a big one because you got to get T, uh, you got 125 or higher in the FedEx to keep playing. Some guys trying to get top 150, top 200 for different cards to the, the web and other deals just to stay eligible to play golf. So this is a big week. You're going to see some grinding. You're going to see some sweating. Uh, the Friday cut sweats won't just be us this week, Jesse. But um, – what do you have on past event history? Because we have quite a bit for this tournament. First of all, I can't believe you didn't mention the Wyndham Rewards. Oh, well, Brooks won another $2 million for that, I think. He's winning something yeah. else. Like, the dude is printing money at a, a pace that's unbelievable. And I have more confidence than any other golfer that he's spending it, spending it the way we would all appreciate. So <laughs> I'm very, very – I'm telling you, if, if golfers made jerseys, I'd have a Brooks Kepka jersey. Yeah, no shit. Uh <laughs> It's odd though that I mean, like, only guy inside the top ten is playing this week in the Wyndham Rewards is Paul Casey. So everybody else is taking the week off. I mean, Rory would have had a chance, and I, and I don't think Casey can catch him. No, he can't. Um, I mean, Rory, I think would have had a chance, and maybe Cooch, uh, and, and potentially Xander. I'm kind of surprised Cooch didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, that's a lot of money on the line. He could he could even jump Rory. He needs two points to get over top of Rory, and I don't know how much more that is, but I know it's one and a half million dollars to second place in this I, thing. So I bet Rory's burned out after having to put on a show in Ireland, going to a WGC, battling, and then Sunday. I bet you he wants a week off just to. It chill. doesn't surprise me Rory's not here, but I, it, he it doesn't surprise money. me that Kuchar's not playing. Yeah, Kuchar's um, that guy. <laughs> I mean, that's it's probably, you know, a quarter or a half a million dollars more. I don't know because it's it goes from anywhere from the leader gets two million and then second place gets one and a half. And then it says the 10th place finisher gets 500,000. So just reading this article here on PGA Tour. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, so now this is the uh, finale of the PGA Tour season and leads us into what is a three week, correct? FedEx Cup. Yep, three weeks. Um, which will wrap up by the end of August and then football will be here. So, uh, last year, uh, Brent Snedeker shot 59, I think on Thursday, I believe it was Thursday. um, in route to a 21 under three shot victory over CT pan and, uh, Webb Simpson 2017 was the, uh, Stinson Ollie battle. Uh, Ollie. he, yeah, I know that you remember that those, those, uh, shot trackers they had on Ollie he was hitting like balls, like, 10 feet off the ground just it was ridiculous yeah um 
22 under, one shot over Ollie, obviously, there for Henrik. Uh, Siwoo Kim was the 2016 champion. He shot 21 under, five shot win over Luke Donald. Uh, Davis Love, the third, has won this three times. It's really not important. Uh, Camille Vajegas is a past winner. Uh, Patrick Reed won this event uh, in 2013. Sergio Webb was a, also a winner in 2011. Um, and he's also the highest price guy this week. So, And Webb's been great. I think I read somewhere he's been T11 or better the last seven times here. Uh, so, of course, history came into the DraftKings pricing this week. Not to mention he's a finished great last week as top tier player. But you could, they, they, if you look at the overall pricing, they factored course history in quite a bit on some of these guys. Uh, and recent four with Morikawa. But um, let's get to the golf course. It's the Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. Donald Ross design, like you said, has been played here for quite some time. It's a par 70, 7,127 yards. Very short for PGA Tour standards. Think um, RBC Canadian. Think Heritage. Think a lot of these less than driver courses. That's what this course is. Um, it's all about location off the fairway. And uh, we've talked about other other shows, it's not exactly just hitting the fairway. It's where you are in the fairway because you want that approach into the green. If you're in the fairway and you got a good shot in, most approaches are 150 to 170. Rather easy iron shots for a lot of these guys, most of them. Um, some will be wedging things in. You you want to be on the right side of the fairway because if you're properly placed, roughly 80% of guys hit greens regulation here, which is ridiculous. Uh, so if you can do that, there's tons of scoring to be had here. Most par fours are 400 to 450 yards. Again, not very long. There's two par fives, uh, no longer than 545. The eagle rate here was insane in recent years. If you don't birdie these, you're screwed. You better eagle them. That's something to take into account. There is water on the course. There's about 14 water hazards, but nothing. If you're in the water hazards, you really made some stupid shots is what they're saying. Like There's a couple that are are right there and are trouble, but overall, if you're going to find all 14, you're going to be all over the golf course. And it's probably not playing the weekend. So um, that wouldn't be a concern. Lots of dog legs. Again, that leads to less than drivers. Um, it's Bermuda greens, a lot of undulations in the greens. So the guy is actually like a two-putt two putt or three-putt avoidance, I guess, two-putt two putt or better. Uh, putting is very important here because some of these greens are so crazy, you're just going to be lagging stuff up there to tap them in if your approach shot is off. So moral of the story is there is a lot of scoring to be had here if you're in play because you don't want to get in the rough, the Bermuda rough. Um, like I said, if you're in the right fairway, about 80% hit the green. If you're in the rough, it's 45 to 50%. That's a big difference when you're talking putting for birdies. So um, accuracy off the tee, good approach game, less than driver, birdie, birdie, birdie. What kind of stats are you looking for here, Jesse? Yeah, it's it's more accuracy than the distance, obviously. Um, so – Rating or yeah, have weighted uh, driving accuracy over uh, distance this week on on labs. I mean, I think. I mean, one of the things, kind of just looking at some different breakdowns, especially on Fantasy Golf National, is is you, you get do have to putt um, around here. Uh, there is a abnormal amount of three putts per round versus a, an average tour event. So I've weighted uh, putting. A little bit um, opportunities gain, birdie or better gain, fairways gain, and then proximity from 150 to 175. It's uh, one of those courses where as long as you stay in the fairway and keep it out of trouble, you know you can score on it. Um, but you do have to be able to, you know, obviously avoid the three putt. Um, but you know that's where course history comes in, and I've weighted that quite a bit as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's do some fan share sports real quick here. If you use promo code always press all one word, you get twenty percent off any package. NFL is rocking and rolling. You got PGA, all that good stuff. And we mentioned it the last few pods, but you have to August thirty first. If my math's correctly, that's Wednesday. Um, you can get the NFL early bird for ninety nine ninety five at Fanshare Sports. Their stuff's pretty awesome. Like we talk about it here for golf a lot. I use it on the two point conversion podcast. Uh, it's a pretty awesome product. I reference it quite a bit throughout my week. Uh, a couple things to take a look at on Fanshare this week because with a lot of course history, certain like Donald Ross, Bermuda, all that. you can do a lot of different tweaks here, but we'll do the usual. Uh, guys coming in good form the last six events when it comes to DraftKings scoring. Victor Hovland, Colin Marikawa lead the way here, Jesse. That tells you a lot. Uh, but then Vaughn Taylor, Joaquin Neiman, Webb, Hideki, Lowry backed out already, Patrick Reed, and Kevin Streelman. If you do DraftKings points gained over the last six rounds, it's Marikawa, Vaughn Taylor, Webb Simpson, Neiman, and then some of the usual suspects. 
All right. If you look at just the last four events here at Wyndham, because that's as far back as DraftKings goes, you got Brant Snedeker's averaging over 110 DK points. That 59 helped quite a bit. You got Webb averaging 104. We talked about all those great finishes here. Paul Casey's only played it once, but he got 104 points. Rory Sabatini, 95. Rowinski, 92. There's definitely some guys that have played. Peter Malinati's averaging almost 88 in three of the last four events here. Uh, a couple other things. The last six tournaments on par 70s between 7,000 and 7,200 yards. I kind of wanted to use this one because it kind of gives you an idea of guys that can be more accurate off the tee usually and enjoy the birdie fest that it can be. Uh, the last six, Webb's leading the way at 98 points. The next closest guy is Ryan Armour at 85 DraftKings points, and he's less than 7K this week. Uh, Ches Reeve, Hal, Jonathan Bird, Brian Gay, Matsuyama, Cam Champ makes this list. Sungjae and Lucas Beergard. And last but not least, before I just talk all night, guys coming in in good course form, or current form and course history, it's Webb, it's Neiman, it's Richie Warwinski. Heard his name for the second time now. J.J. Spawn, Roberto Castro, Bud Colley, and so on and so forth. Some of those guys are on my list this week. But let's get to your list and let's get going here, Jesse, on the DraftKings scoring. We have five guys, 10K and above. Webb Simpson, 11-2. We've mentioned his name a ton already. Hideki at 10-9. Spieth at 10-6. Morikawa at 10-4. There's the price bump. And Brandt at 10,000. The guys are really good for this field, but what do you like up here? Because for me, I like a few guys, but I probably won't even be up here. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say I, I don't know that I'll be up in this range. I mean, this is like one of those events where I, I don't know. It, you know, paying off on any of these guys is going to be difficult. Like, I, I do think in tournaments, um, Speeth is fine. I think Webb's fine in tournaments too. Uh, you know, for cash, I wouldn't even – be that wouldn't even consider this this range at all whatsoever but i think those would be the two guys for for tournaments um more is, is interesting it'll be interesting to see how how owned he comes in at um not a huge fan of of playing guys especially brand new guys off a win um not to say that he won't make the cut and he could put he could play well this week um but i don't know i'm just I would rather not. So in tournaments, I'm fine with Webb and Jordan Spieth. Hideki, you know, I, I don't mind him. Um, not a great showing last week. I think he finished plus or even or plus two for the week. I don't know. He was pretty blah. He does have some decent course history, 11th and third here in the last two appearances. Uh, so I don't know. I expected more out of Hideki last week, and he didn't really show up very well. So Yeah, finished 43rd in a 65-man field or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd expect better as well. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, Webb's a great play, but 11,200 Webb really just – it's hard to even say that out loud, let alone click the button to do it. I agree. But, it, but, but you know, most people are going to think that way. So if you're, exactly. you know, if you're trying to be a little bit contrarian and, and – It's a great way know, to do tournament, it. Tournament, yeah. Because when we get to the 6K, I got like 10 guys that either have good course history, good form. Yeah. Like, if you want to get weird, you can go there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not, I'm not going to name them all off. I literally have a list. I can show. I'll show it to the camera. <laughs> I'll show it to the camera. There's guys that can justifiably play down here. But uh, when you got Webb second, third the last two years, a 72nd, a sixth, a fifth. So six are better than four the last five years. So I get it. I get the appeal. Matsuyama is a guy that I could see as well, um, just because of his ball striking. Hopefully, a bounce back. The 11th here last year, third two years ago. But I think Morikawa. If I was to go up here, I'm with you. I think Morikawa would be my guy. I'm really curious to see the ownership coming off the W, but like we said, uh, a fourth, a second in the previous two events, he's been no worse than 36. Obviously for paying 10, four, you want the big finish, but he's showing me no reason why he can't compete here. It's just a matter of, can he keep playing at that high level? Like even the best of the best have some down weeks and uh, it's tough to see him continue to grind like this, but Hey, you never know. But for me, it's going to be tough to play up here. We'll pick guys later, but I, I probably will not be in this range. Uh, 9K and above. Now, this gets fun. Yeah, yeah, some of these guys you figure should have been on the 10Ks, but Paul Casey at 98, Reed at 97, Billy Ho at 96, Hovland at 95, Wolf 94, Reevee 93, Sabs 92, Neiman 91, and Cam Smith at 9,000. There's a lot to like here, Jesse. Where are you looking? Yeah, there is. Um, it's, a, it's a loaded range. I mean, I almost like and would like to get a piece of every single one of these guys. I mean, I'm totally not joking there. Um, I think your chalk will be kind of in that Hovland Wolf Horschel range. Um, I, I like Billy Ho. I mean, I, I think he's fine. Uh, 
11th, 60th, and 5th in his last three appearances here. Um, and, you know, he's been playing some some pretty good golf. He finished ninth last week, missed the cut to British Open, but uh, 17th, 32nd, 9th in the three weeks prior to that. So he's playing well. Reed, um, he started really slow last week. Uh, did not have a good opening round, but then had three straight rounds in the 60s to, to get inside the top 12 there. Um, coming off the tenth place finish at the British Open, he's he's trending toward a win. I I just feel like I need to stay on that. I think PC's fine. I'm not gonna really go into with him. I mean, he's a, he's a normal guy on my radar. But um, the other two guys here would be Sabs, fifty uh, seventh, fourth, and eighth for him in his last three appearances at this golf course. Coming off the sixteenth uh, place finish at the Open Championship, um, was playing. Obviously, we talked about him just about every week before that. Uh, where he was playing really well. Um, so I, I like him. And then Cam Smith at 9,000, uh, seventh here in 2017, missed the cut in 16, and then 18th and 15. He has figured something out. Um, 29th at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, then he finished 20th at the Open Championship, and then 12th last week. Uh, big, huge jump in price there. Um, I don't know what his ownership will be, but I, I do suspect Sabs will be low-owned. Um I don't know about Reed either, uh, but I, I mean, there might be some major chalk in this range because Neiman's right there too. Um, I think a lot of people will be on him and rightfully so. I mean, he's played really well besides the open championship where he uh, missed the cut. Uh, so yeah, Sabs and uh, Cam Smith down low there and then Horschel and, uh, and Reed at the, toward the top for me. Yeah, we're pretty much uh, simpatico here. Casey's yeah, he's really a good play here. I think he's a really good cash game play. But for me, it's Patrick Reed. I'm going to keep riding the wave, kind of like you said. We've been on him for a little while now. He's really, really riding in some good form, as you were saying. Uh, and then he's played really well here in the past previous winter, back in 13. So I like Reed a lot at 9,700. Billy Ho, very, very intriguing as well, coming into good form and some good course history at 9,600. Cameron Smith, the guy that was on early in the year, then he just went to complete shit. Been back with him a little bit the last few weeks. Um, he came out guns blazing on Thursday kind of scuffle on Friday and they got it going to close things out for a nice finish there for cam 9,000 is going to be quite the price bump. So I think he might go kind of overlooked here with Neiman at 91 right next to him because everyone loves them. So Joaquin Neiman. And then the other guy that you didn't mention that I'm really intrigued by, you know, his last few events are at 37, three missed cuts at 58th and ninth and the 10th is Travis Reeve coming in in really good form overall in the year. You know, he won back uh, four events ago, but he missed the cut at the open, missed the cut, I believe at the rocket mortgage, I believe it was, or the three and one of the two, but then a first and a third prior to that. I think um, I think Chez at uh, 93 could be a very interesting play as well in this price range, plays courses like this very, very well, and I think he can come in and be sneaky ownership-wise too. 8K range, we got CH3 at 89, Nora at 88, Glover at 87, Keimer at 86, Hadwin at 85, Fratelli 84, M at 83, Benny on at 82, Piercy at 81, and Kokrak at 8,000. Another good, good group here. What are you looking at in the 8K range? Yeah, there's a lot to like in this range as well. Um, just guys who are playing well. Norton uh, had a really, really shitty start to the season. He's never played here. Um, but in his, in his last two starts, he's 12th and 11th. So that's the St. Jude last week, the WGC, and then the Open Championship. And then he was 26th at the BMW International Open. Uh, he's He's – starting to maybe figure out the the form there or whatever. He had a really shitty Sunday too at the St. Judy shot 73 when everybody else was going low. So, but other than that, he was 66, 69, 66 in his three pre- previous rounds. Um, Martin Keimer at $8,600. I, I think he'll go, could be wrong. I think he'll go pretty low owned uh, 14th and 20th here in 2015 and 2013, which was his last two appearances at this tournament. He did play the Barracuda last week. He finished 31st. Um, did not get into the Open Championship, but uh, was playing a bunch of events over there in Europe to try to get in. 20th, 9th, and 16th. Made the cut at the U.S. Open. Finished third at the Memorial. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, he's way up my model here on Labs. I'm hoping that uh, that uh, most people will will kind of miss him because um, he's surrounded by some names here. I think Glover, he'll you know, garner some ownership. Hadwin might, too. Uh, Sung JM probably will been on, um, you know, he missed the cut here in 2017, but he was 18th in 2015. Not usually been on guy. I've got him clicked here though. So I'll, I'll probably play him. And then Scott Piercy's made four straight cuts at this event. 
uh, coming off the, the 15th place finish in his last appearance at the 3M Open uh, roughly three weeks ago. So um, for me, it's like Noren, Keimer, uh, Ben on, and, and Piercy. All right, we're on the same page on a few of those. I like CH3 this week. Hasn't played here in three years. He's finished his highest fourth back in 2011. He's missed one cut and got DQ'd for some reason in 2013. But uh, coming in with a 6th, 23rd, 35th, 52 in his last four events, a guy that uh, if he's coming to play here this week, I'm kind of curious if he hasn't played in three years. Um, and he's playing much better this year, and he usually does on the East Coast. So give me some CH3 at 89. I love Norn at 88. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I had a nice line with him after that Saturday. If he could have done anything on Sunday, that would have been much appreciated. Like you said, 12th and 11th, his last two events, with the 26th prior to that finished. Uh, his first time at this event. So I think Norn in 88 is very, very nice. Glover is going to be interesting. I'm wondering about his ownership because it's Lucas Glover and he tilts most of, of uh, DFS Twitter. But he's finished uh, 20th, 10th, and 7th in his last three events, which is very good form. He's finished 28th, 22nd, and 18th the last three times here. Missed the th- uh, cut, cut, withdraw, and then 37th, 20th. Like he's finished four out of or seven out of 10 cuts here. And coming in in really good form. So Glover is curious at 87. Like GPP-wise, I like the upside with Glover, but you never play a chalky Lucas Glover. So something to keep in mind there. Um, Adam Hadwin, it's a guy I've talked about recently on smaller courses. I'm a big fan of this. We saw it back in um, at the uh, three-course LA tournament they played. can't remember the name of it now because it changes all the time. But uh, early in the season where Phil went stupid low. Um, Hadwin played really well there. He's coming off of four, a couple of events going to sixth at the RBC Canadian as well. So I, I think Hadwin is a, is a sneakier play at 8,500. And then Benny on, I like a lot. You mentioned him at 82. Um, coming in with a, uh, he's missed a cut here and he finished 18th. Coming at 32nd, 13th cut, 16th, 17th in his last five events on tour. Super good iron player. And that's why he wants a good approach at an event like this. So Benny on, I think, is a really, really good play, 8,200 bucks. So, again, this 8 and 9K range, you can make some pretty sweet lineups putting your core around this area and then filling in with some darts at seven and, and a, uh, 6 and 7K. Speaking of 7K, Jesse, who do you like 7,500 and above? Uh, just start at top with Martin Laird. Um, he's played here a bunch. 45, 40, 45th uh, last year. He withdrew in 17, 63rd, 59th, 14th. I mean, he's played here just a, a shit ton. Um, Come off the se- a seventh place, the top ten last week at the Barracuda. Finished sixth at the Barbasol. Um, John Deere Classics, thirty second or thirty seventh, uh, and then three M forty second. So he's he's playing some good golf. Obviously, a weaker field events there. He's got those top tens. Uh, but then also uh, Kevin Streelman. Um, he's wet my model on uh, Fancy Golf National. Uh, He's been around here plenty, made every cut he's ever played in this tournament since 2008, which is five tournaments. Um, and he's made every cut this year since the Valspar, so pretty steady there. Uh, Sepp Straka, we talk about him every week, $7,700. Be interesting. I mean, he played pretty well at the Barracuda, um, which is a pretty tight golf course, a lot of trees. Uh, he hit a bunch of greens, hit his driver really well, hit a bunch of uh, – Fairways there, almost 90%. So I, I like him quite a bit. Um, Kyle Stanley as well. Uh, kind of weird course history, miscut 14th, 51st, miscut, miscut, miscut. Uh, but he's played better since the Memorial this year. He's made every cut uh, basically since the Memorial, which is which was almost two months ago. Um, and then Answer, I think he's fine. I'm not a huge fan of Answer, but 24th here last year. And then miscut at the Open Championship, but he's – played well of late 19th and eighth in his last two starts besides that open championship miscut. Yeah. We're pretty much on the same page yet again. Uh, Marty party Laird, a big this is uh, scary. Yeah, it is like, it's pretty, pretty much the same, but Larry, like I like, like Streelman, I like a lot. Again, he's a guy I like on shorter courses like this and I like him for cash. If you're playing cash, cause like you mentioned, he hasn't missed a cut since the Valspar. He's played well here in the past. I think Streelman's a very solid play. Stanley's one of those guys who look at approach game. Usually one of the better guys there. Uh, it's usually a flat stick that gets him in trouble. And same with Straka. Like, they're both really good plays. Uh, Straka more GPP for me because it is the flat stick. We already talked about three-putt avoidance here. Wouldn't be shocked if we're watching our shot tracker Thursday and Friday, and here comes Sep, you know, three-putting from seven feet. <laughs> like, it really wouldn't shock me right about now. I love the guy. Like, we're big fans of him here. 
but uh, the flat stick is not as friendly when it is. He's rolling it because he, he's a birdie machine, which this course calls for. So I think he's a great GPP play, not so much cash. The only guy that you didn't mention that I wanted to bring up is uh, Brian Harmon. This is a guy that was playing really, really good golf prior to his miscut at the Open. Um, a course like this where he's less than driver, he can be more off uh, three wood off the tee, driving iron off the tee. He's fit. He's missed his last three cuts here, but he's got a third place finish. So he's one for six on made cuts, but the one make was a third. We've talked about this with Harmon a lot. It's like all or nothing because in his last events on tour, cut 26th, seventh, cut eighth. He's made three cuts before that and cut, cut. So uh, he's coming in in pretty decent form outside the miscut at the open. I'd be willing to give him a shot at 7,600 bucks. He's always low owned, always low owned. So I think he's a, he's a guy that you can try to ride with and uh, play the ownership game when you're here. 7,400 and below, Jesse. I bet I can guess the first guy, but who else you got? Yeah, Berger. I mean, <laughs> it's odd. He was actually like, he's actually played really well at the Saint, at, at that golf course last week. They, they played St. Jude, uh, it's a TPC Southwind. Southwind, Southwind um, yeah. And then he had to go, obviously, didn't qualify and had to go to the Barracuda Championship. He finished 58th. <clears throat> I think he's fine in, in tournaments. Uh, Vaughn Taylor, probably more of a cash game type of play. Um, Course history is miscut, 50th, 47th miscut. I mean, he's, he's not really like finishing high, except for in 2018, 2008, he finished 15th. Uh, but he does have a sixth place finish and a fourth place finish in his last three starts. Um, so that kind of boomer bust is there. Maybe not so much cash now that I think about it, but uh, he's, man, I don't know. He, for some reason, he just gets he plays, like, he, he plays these short courses really well. He does, but he also gets like a lot of ownership on DraftKings, I feel like. I don't know. Like I hate playing a chalky fucking Vaughn Taylor. Yeah. Um at the John Deere he was twenty five percent owned and he was less expensive. That's crazy. Twenty five percent Taylor should never be a sentence together. He was fourteenth at the you know, fourteen percent owned at the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming off that fourth place finish. So it'll be interesting to see on his ownership, but I think he's fine. Um Zach Johnson, dude, he's interesting at seventy two hundred dollars for Zach Johnson. He's finished fifth here in 2013, 26th in 2008. He hasn't played her since then. Open championship, miscut, uh, did make three cuts in a row before that. I mean, he's having kind of a really, really off year by his standards, I'm sure. This will be um, his so last he, event of the regular season, by the way. Yeah, so he's not inside the top 125. No, he's he's way out. From what I was told, he's way outside. He's not in the top 100 OWGR, I know that much for sure. I'll check while you're at it. All right, so, yeah, look up, look up the FedEx Cup standings there for me. Um, but, I mean – I don't know. Like, it's just odd to see Zach Johnson down here at 7,200. I mean, if he was, you know, 7,900, I know it's not a huge difference, but it, that would make that would make more sense to me. So I feel like he's kind of underpriced alongside these other guys. I mean, he's a major championship winner, and he's down here with these other guys. Um, two other guys, uh, Roger Sloan at 7,100. Um, seventh place finished last week at the Barracuda. Tenth place at the John Deere before that. 15th place at the 3M Open, 21st place at the Rocket Mortgage. I mean, he has, like, just improved his position in every tournament um, over the last month. And he, the dude makes a bunch of birdies. He's uh, – so, it, you know, I I like him a lot, especially for GPPs. I, it'll be interesting to see how many people are on him. I think Corey Connors is fine. 45th last year here. Uh, he's kind of on and off. Um he played the St. Jude, finished 27th, which not terrible for him. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's it's an up-and-down year for Corey Connors. I'd rather go Roger Sloan over Corey Connors, you know, if it's me or whatever. Um, did you find the Confederates Cup standing? Yeah. Um, he's 152nd. He's behind Harris yeah. English. So he needs like a probably a – Monster week. Yeah, I mean, probably a top five this week. So yeah. I'm sure he'll be pressing. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Johnson, I think, is good. Uh, Roger Sloan, just to kind of wrap it up. And then, you know, Berger and Von Taylor. Yeah, those are interesting plays for sure. Berger, I think, is a great GPP play. We've talked about him. You've talked about him pretty much every week. The talent is there. He's just trying to get healthy. Um, the one thing that I like to see from a guy coming off an injury is, you know, the competitiveness, the competing with the top of the top is going to be tough. But he's a guy that's made, you know, two, two, four, six. Uh, eight of his last nine cuts. That's a great start on getting things in the right direction um, and maybe getting back into good form. He hasn't played great here, but we know the talent level of Berger. I do like Taylor. Uh, the biggest thing like you were talking about with ownership, there's a lot of pretty close to good players in each price range. 
I think this is a phenomenal week to play the ownership game. That's just me. Like there, there's a lot of guys that could be like, okay, if, if Berger's less than Taylor, take Berger. If Taylor's less than Berger, like there, there's ways to make it work. I think Nick Watney at 9,200 or 7,200 is very, very interesting. Always a guy that kind of gets a little overlooked. He's been inconsistent, but six places last time out, he's made three of his last four cuts. He said he's made five of his last seven, including a six and an eighth. Missed the last two cuts here, but prior to that, a 31st, a fifth, a cut, and a 31st. Uh, it seems like he's starting to play a little better golf and at 72. Somebody can appreciate there. A couple others uh, coming in with okay form. You got Brendan Steele. He's made five straight cuts on tour. 39th is last time out this past weekend. You know, you get that uh, that three wood off the tee, less than driver course. Steele could be a sneaky guy for this. You mentioned Corey Connors. Bryce Garnett got my attention. I was looking at guys coming in in good form. Uh, really actually surprised me when you talk about guys in good form. 18th, 37th, 23rd, 17th, his last four events. Uh, he's finished 20th each of the last two times he's played here. So at 7100 bucks, Bryce Garnett, I think, could be a sneaky nice play. Uh, Pete Malnati at 71 as well. He's made at least his last nine cuts, if not more. He's a cut-making machine. He's made all four cuts here, including a a 24th last year at this event. So Malnati at 71 is interesting. He missed the cut to Barbasol. Oh, they didn't update the sheet then. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's shown on labs. It has him at at 73rd, so he must have. That was MDF. It was MDF. Oh, okay. That's why. So he still got paid though. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so MDF got you. Cause I'm like, I'm sitting around, it's right here. But um, but then the last guy I'll mention, it's kind of, it hurts me to mention him because I just don't like his consistency, but he's been very consistent of late. He's made five straight cuts. He's made seven of his last eight. That's JJ Spawn. Didn't play here last year, finished 16th the year before. His irons are playing pretty well. So again, like I mentioned, I like, there's six K, six K guys I can deal with. There's low sevens guys that I, I can mix and match, play the ownership game with. Um, if I uh, narrow them down down here for you, like Connors, Garnett, Malnati would be the three I really like. But there, there, there's a good amount down here that I can at least look at coming in in good form, can pl- poke and prod around this golf course, make a cut, and maybe, you know, top 25 for you and, and make it happen. 6K area, Jesse, who are you liking? Um, I mean, one of my favorite plays is like on the whole slate is Ryan Armour. Yeah, I was shocked by this price. I just don't think he's not. I think he's going to be chalky. Um, yeah, eighth place last year, fourth place the year before. You know, at this golf course. When I gave you the the fan share stuff, he was like one of the top guys playing these courses. Yeah, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it his year's been up and down, but you know, I don't really expect much else. Out of Ryan Armour, um, he did make the champ. He did make the cut at the the Barbasol. Um, you know, he's made some cuts. I mean, he's not really had any really high finishes. The Valspar, he finished sixth. That was back in March, and then he finished twenty second the Memorial. So it's just been a you know, who knows. But like, you know, those are two really good finishes in the last two years on this golf course. Uh, Sam Ryder, man, at uh, you know down here at sixty nine hundred as well. Made a bunch of cuts on tour this year. Um, just playing good golf, so I don't mind him at all at sixty nine hundred dollars. Um, and then your boy, dude, Julian Etulin, um, way down the list, sixty one hundred. No, I'm stealing this from you. No, I didn't, tw- I didn't have him. This is all you. He finished twenty eighth uh, here in two thousand seventeen. I mean, he's missed a bunch of cuts this year, and he missed a bunch in a row before the Barbasol where he made the cut, and he withdrew last week at the Barracuda. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything on that. He shot seventy seven the first day. Super punt down here. I'm not saying go all in by any means, but uh, 6100 frees up a lot of space there. So, not terribly. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, hammer him or whatever. Another guy is Chase. I'm sorry, Charlie Danielson, uh, seventh at the Barracuda, fifteenth at the at the uh, 3M Open, fifty eighth at the U.S. Open. So he's made three his last three cuts on tour. Um, and I mean another super punt down here at sixty one hundred dollars. Before I get into mine, what's your thoughts on your boy Teeters coming in good form? Yeah, I mean I'll be rooting for him. Um, sixty nine hundred. Uh, you know I don't I don't know how much I'll be down in this range besides Ryan Armour there. His course history is mixed, miscut thirty eighth, miscut, and that's you know back in fifteen, fourteen, thirteen. He did play this. He did play this course a bunch in a row, and then obviously played really well 
in a, in the home state at the Barbasol and the Barracuda, he actually finished really well too. Um, I think he's fine. But, he's made seven of his last eight cuts. Yeah, I mean he's playing well, and I'm really really happy that uh, that he's figured some stuff out. And yeah. he's, but he's probably gonna have to go to the Web Finals, so we were yeah. there too. Unless he has a good, really good finish this week. He's gonna have to. He's like in the. He's like yeah, I think he's like one eightieth, give or take, and fed. Yeah, I mean, he would a win would probably get him in, but yeah, win would get him in. I think he has to be if it's between one fifty and two hundred. I think it takes you to the Web Finals. He's one sixty five right now. If I if I'm right, I could be totally wrong, but I think that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm not an expert at that whole dimension thing. It's a, it's fucking a complicated. Lot a lot of math going on there. I can, just, <laughs> I, can tell, I can just tell you what their rankings are, and then they'll be playing golf somewhere in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and we'll be rooting for them regardless. But uh, for me, I'm with you. Ryan, Ryan Armour, Sam Ryder, both really good plays at 69. Another guy I like a lot. He's one on October four. He finished eighth here last year, fiftieth the year before. He's coming in off of seven straight made cuts, including the 15th two weeks ago, is Nick Taylor. I think he's a very interesting play at $6,900. Um, I, I think we're going to get Chalky HV3. He's just a local boy, so I'm curious to see how he plays. Super GPP guy, but he finished 10th here two years ago, 53rd last year. I'd probably rather go up to Taylor at 68 or at the same price range and take the, the less ownership there. Uh, a couple other guys, if you're just looking at, at recent form, Scott Stallings is actually playing well in 18th his last time out. He's made three straight cuts. Missed the cut year. Uh, he's missed the cut year four straight years over the 14th and 12th. So course history not so much recent form maybe. Uh, one guy I do like more than Scott Stallings is uh, Johnson Wagner coming in four straight made cuts: 25th, 79th, 37th, 23rd, and he's made three straight cuts here: 33rd, 24th, and 5th. Missed a cut, got a 38. I think he's a real sneaky play because if he finishes well, he'll be getting his card. He's a guy to keep an eye on there at 6,600. Other than that, it's like Tom Hoagie's been playing good golf. I mentioned Richard Werwinski. Uh, he popped on a lot of the fan chair models. He's made five of his last six cuts, four straight cuts, finished 53rd and 10th here the last two years. He's 6,500. I think he's a very, very viable, cheapy um, that I, I really wouldn't mind rostering at all. Um, Roberto Castro has made four straight cuts. He's made five of six as well. He's finished 28th, 20th, 66th, 18th. The last four times here, and then Stu Goat's only 63 if you want to get stupid. Uh, he finished 14th here three years ago. He's uh, made his last three cuts the 20th two weeks ago. He's 6300 bucks. If you're not looking for a GPP play just to cash, see what happens at 63, Stu Goat's interesting. But uh, I, I wasn't joking when I said there's a lot of 6K guys I can justify. But um, like Wagner, Taylor, Rowinski, Castro – or some guys I don't I don't mind taking darts with if you're making some kind of not necessarily you know stars and scrubs but maybe you want like three nine k guys then you can throw one of those guys in there to even things out a little bit stuff like that. All right, let's recap it, Jesse. Before we get into the final stretch here, ten k and above. Who's your one guy if you had to play him? I'll just go Webb. I'll go Morikawa. Nine uh, K. Give me two because it's a pretty loaded area. Where I think a lot of us are going to start out. Give me two guys in nine K. Uh, I'll go Reed and Cam Smith. I'll go Reed and Billy Ho. Eight uh, K. Give me. There's th- nothing. Give me two in eight K range. Um, Norin and then Keimer. I'm going to go Norin and Benny on. So we, we got some some similarities, some differences. Uh, Seventy five hundred and below above. Give me two. Strillman and uh, Straka. I'll go Strillman and Harmon to be different, but that's no disrespect to the boy Straka there. Um, Seventy four hundred and below. Give me two. Uh, Roger Sloan and then Berger. I'm just going to be different. I'm going to go Bryce Garnett and Pete Malnati. I think that's two low guys. You can you can try to see what happens if you're playing one guy in the six K, not named Ryan Armour or Sam Ryder. Give me someone else. Like, go on the limb here for something. Son of a bitch. <laughs> go on a limb here. Wow. I mean, man, like Patrick Rogers. So $6,400. I looked at him earlier. 24th year last year, 38th year before that. I mean, he's had a really shitty year, but uh, did make the cut at the uh, Barracuda there. So maybe that'll springboard him to another make cut. Um, Yeah, it's Nick Taylor and Johnson Wagner, too, that I really like. Um. If I got to pick just one, I'll pick uh, I'll pick Wagner. He's kind of a local boy down there, so I'll go Wags and see how that goes. All right, if you're building a GPP lineup at this point in time, who are three guys you're building around? Uh, I would 
Um, Keimer, um, Sloan, and Reed. I go Norin, Glover, and Berger. If you have cash, give me three guys. I, I would probably play Neiman in cash this week. Um, I think Piercy's probably an okay cash game play as well. And then Strillman. Yeah, I got Reed, CH3, and Strillman. So we're pretty much on the same wavelength overall. All right, who are some picks to win this week? Because we got some odds to uh, play with. But there, there's, you can probably take some darts here if you need to. Uh, starting on the uh, or, or continuing the uh, O for streak this year on uh, picks to win, uh, Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer is – he should be actually pretty good odds for you. What's his DK price? He's like, 86. So he, sh- he should probably be in the 40s yeah, or 50s, so, 30s. I must have went right past him. I was hoping it was lower. Mark, yeah, he's 55 to 1. Yeah, not terrible. What about Roger Sloan? Roger Sloan will be a lot more, so you'll get some love there. Because what is he, like 71, 60? Yeah, he's 90 to 1. I mean, I'd rather have like 150 to 1. Yeah, it's that field we're in. Yeah. Ryan Armour is 150 to 1. See, that, yeah, that maybe, but I mean, his form is not as good. So, see, I like uh, Glover at 50 to 1, Norn at 40 to 1, and Harmon at 75 or 3. I wouldn't mind taking looks at. Yep. Uh, like, I have a feeling Norn might be my one and done this week. I'm going to look some more, but there's a good chance he's my one and done. I just love that form. Good to right know. Now. Yep. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, you guys can jump on board. Uh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, all right. Any final thoughts this week? The last full event we'll have until part of September, maybe October. They're all going to be well, we pretty got, small. We got fields. 125 next yeah, week. Yeah, that's not bad. And then it gets real shitty. Is it next week or is there a week off? It's next week, I believe. I'm 99% sure it's next week. And then it's nine. Then it goes to 70 and then, what, 30 after that? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm pretty, pretty darn positive it's next week. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much else other than, uh, you know, I, let's hope that this uh, DK, we didn't even talk about this DK PGA. Merger, yeah. You know, or partnership. Partnership's probably the right word. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be something if the PGA Tour bought yeah. uh, DraftKings. Well, just wait. <laughs> just, just wait. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's a big thing because I, I've gotten the media pass there before, and then once they figured out we were a fantasy site, not just a sports site, they stopped giving me passes. I think that might change now. Yeah, I hope so, man. I mean, that's it, it should be good for the industry um, and people like Mayo, man. I mean, that's going to be the He's in a good part. position to uh, to really catapult his career into something that's like super long term. So I hope it works out for him. Um, hope the PGA then, yeah. hope the PGA does good background checks though and finds uh, the right people to, to take care of things. I'm sure they will. Uh, the, the Northern Trust is what starts the and that's next week. So yeah, uh, we were right about that. And then the new schedule came out today. We can talk about that in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But uh, couple of events kind of got the shaft on the scheduling and then next year with the Olympics, it's going to be very, very ridiculous. So. Yeah. Olympic years are weird. And so next year will be weird and it's still, I probably will hate the schedule even more next year. I got to double check, but I think it goes the open championship to Memphis to Tokyo. <laughs> like imagine being a top 50 player going and doing that bullshit. Yeah. I, then, then that WGC, because it's the St. Jude, right? Is it St. Jude? I, I yeah. think the St. Jude is before, dude. No, it's the one we just had. I know, but I think that it's... Did it change the schedule on me? Yeah, I think they moved it to beforehand. Okay. Yeah, we're, complete, we're completely fucking out in left field here, but if you're still listening... uh, No? Yeah, so they moved... The, the weekend after, it's, it's Minnesota. It's the 3M Open. Oh, That's who went. got the shaft. So it's gotcha. it's the Open Championship, then 3M Open, then the Olympic men's golf co- you know competition in Japan, then uh, back to the Wyndham Championship in North Carolina. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be brutal. So it's uh, I'd say is... most guys will go from the Open Championship to Japan, yeah, or home and then to Japan. Um, that 3M Open will suffer. Yeah, that's going to suffer big time. Like, who the hell is going to make that trek? To Minnesota. Well, I mean, 
most of the guys who aren't playing in the well, championship. Yeah. 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 No, I just pulled out some Barbasol still that week. And then yeah, 3M Olympics back to Wyndham right after the Olympics. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, wow, that's bad. That's bad stuff. There. I saw something about it. I know this is great radio, but we're just talking. Now, you guys can see what we talk about after the podcast is over, basically. Yeah. Um, someone was saying the Honda Classic got shafted. Because WGC, Honda, API, API. players. Yeah, because they're not going to play every week. So they're going to take a week off. They might take the Honda off. Because you, you don't tell Palmer no. They're going to play in the Players' Championship. WGC is a free payday. The Valspar will suffer. That's going to suffer big time. That'll be a big hit. Yeah. Because uh, then it's WGC match play after that. God, it's bang, bang, bang. So they still have the Houston Open? Yeah, yeah it's in the swing it's season. In, now. It's in October, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that, though. See, that's what I was saying. Like, the swing season's kind of fun. Greenbrier is fun. You know, Sanderson's whatever. Safeway's kind of cool. Shriners in Vegas and Houston. And then they go to, to, to Asia. But that adding the Houston to Greenbrier, Greenbrier I think it's kind of fun. Well, what do we get, like, one week off? And then it, it goes right back to the Greenbrier. Yeah, it goes basically the, the big guys get a week off, then it's back to the Greenbrier uh, in September, and then you got Asian tour or the Asia events. But then after the RSM, we have the, the Hero, which is nothing, and then we're pretty much out until tournament champion. So yeah, after the RSM class, you get about December off. Yeah. So. Oh, so yeah, just five months later. Yeah, yeah. So you know the season's over, but it's not over. It's over. So like, you're keeping track at home. Oh yes. man. Yeah, it's good I think times. the tour junkie said that there was like 49 weeks where there was an event. So I'm guessing December is the only month. Yeah. What they were talking about. So basically, 49 out of 52 weeks, there's an event to talk about. They may have been including the Presidents Cup in that. I don't know. What it um, looks like. But geez, Louise, man. Yep. Good times. Anyway, these people are probably bored of this. So yeah. appreciate you. if you've lasted this long, <laughs> you deserve something. Um, yeah, hit us up in the Slack chat. I don't know what we'll, it is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk live. We'll give you. A, we'll, hey, we'll give you a free Slack chat membership. Yes, you just let us know your email. We'll give you a free membership to the Slack chat for as long as you want it. It's all yours. All sports covered. All right, everybody. You can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD and Trick the podcast at Always Press DFS. This was the 2019. Wyndham Championship Preview. Catch you guys later.